0: This is a HeadGum Podcast.
1: This is why, this is why, pop
0: culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why, the podcast. Welcome to the This Is Why Podcast. I'm journalist, author, and comedy writer, Laura Lane.
1: And I'm author and editor, Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single?, Every week, we give best friend advice on topics including pop culture, news, friendship, dating, workplace dynamics, parenting, and whatever else is on your mind.
0: This week's episode is called The Power of the Group Chat. We'll be answering your listener questions, including one listener who wants to know how to convince a friend to seek out therapy, and another who is tired of unsolicited advice from friends. So she's coming to get solicited (laughs) advice from two podcasters. Then we're talking about- much better. Then we're talking about what's in the news, how Trump delayed coronavirus vaccine distribution and Ariana Grande's gift for Katy Perry's baby. I wish Ariana Grande was getting my baby gifts already, but she's a very good gift giver. We'll talk about that later. But first, Angela, what's been on your mind this week? So a couple
1: episodes ago or a, f- a few back, we had talked about how we were just busting at the seams with spare vibrators sent to us by various uh, sex toy companies very generously. But, you know, we're only two women and we can only use so many sex toys. So uh, a couple of our listeners reached out saying, hey, like, if you guys want to get rid of them, we'll, we'll take them. So we took them up on it.
0: Well, I first emailed the company that sends us all these amazing vibrators that we love like unsolicited at this point. They just send me sometimes box of satisfier vibrators because they're not a sponsor on the show, but we've talked about it and somehow word got back to them that we like talk about them so much on the show and that they're by far our favorite vibrators. So now they just send us all their new products. And then I reached out to them and I was like, hey, we did like a little contest with listeners. I maybe exaggerated a little bit. It wasn't like per se a contest, but the contest was you write in to tell us that why, why, and the fact that you do want a vibrator and you get one. And there was only two people that were bold enough to like listen to our story about having an overflow of vibrators and like write in to say, give me one. And so I was like, that is bold. You win a contest in my heart. And so I... I said, Will you send these, our two listeners, vibrators? And they just never got back to me. So I don't know. I'll, they'll probably just like never respond to my emails, but then just send me a box of vibrators. So, anyways, so, but both of these people that said, Send me a vibrator said, I'll pay for shipping. And I was yes, like, Yeah, I don't, did. I, I didn't, but I didn't want to make them pay for shipping. I wanted them to like get it for free. But then one girl was in Canada. So, so it was like expensive. <laughs> so then we were like, Well, we don't was... want to pay out of our box. <laughs> sending a vibrator to Canada, right?
1: It was it was a far trip for those vibrators. So, yeah, she but but you know, she she got I sent her for her and her sister. So, she got
0: a lot of bang for her buck. But you were in charge of the mailing of the vibrators for our quote unquote contest winners.
1: Yes, I was, and I had a really fun experience um when I went to go ship them. I uh First of all, like it's right before the holidays. We're recording this a little earlier than it's airing. So, like, the UPS store is popping. The line was out the door. Uh, it was raining. So, the people working there were like not in a good mood. And I walked in and I just haven't mailed anything in a long time. I guess I wasn't expecting the question of, What are you mailing today? And stupid me. I was like, oh my God, I can't lie. Like if I what if I lie? Like it's is it illegal to lie about this? I don't know. I went to Catholic school, my brain is melted. I can't lie to authority figures, including the UPS store lady. <laughs> so I was like, uh and she's like, Do you not know what's in it? And I was like, uh, is a sex toy. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, we're so good with that. We we're, we're so good with that." And I was like, "Okay, good." And she was like, "Don't even worry about it." And then she just like I think, typed in the word toy. I, and I was like, "I'm an idiot. I could have just said toy."
0: I think when you paused, she probably thought for a second that you were like mailing drugs to Canada or something.
1: Well, The longer it went on with me not answering, the shadier it seemed for sure. So I just was was like, uh, sex toy.
0: It was good that was your answer. Like, you couldn't have paused and been like, uh, uh, toy. And she would have been like, it didn't take you that long to think about like a slinky. So, exactly. So it, like, you, at that point, you had no choice but to tell the truth when you paused that long.
1: Exactly. I mean, like, if I would have paused any longer, she would have just assumed it was a sex toy anyway. Probably a sex toy or, or a bomb or drugs.
0: Yeah. yeah, exactly. So
1: it all worked out, though. Um, and then, like, I was mailing to two different listeners. So then on the next one, she was like, "So same thing." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm sending a lot of sex toys out." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a it's a contest. I I feel like she did not believe. I was like, "It's a contest. It's a giveaway." And she's like, "Uh huh. Okay."
0: Is she like, it doesn't no, really. matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I still have a lot. I still have a box that is for your bachelorette party whenever that happens. Um, but anytime I get them, I just throw them into the bachelorette box. Nice. And, and I meanwhile, also, you ship them to our contest winners.
1: I'm very, I mean, I feel like we're doing uh, like the Lord's work right now. We're keeping people home and safe uh maybe they'll stay home and play with their vibrator and not go risk their health going and meeting someone in person so like i I think that we're doing like really important work here sending people vibrators
0: you are saving lives we are saving saving lives lives. yeah i like saving lives
1: one dildo at a time
0: yep 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 unopened 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 yes they all
1: have the the little sticker for um they're they're germ free that's the seal problem. is unbroken. There's been
0: like a couple where I'm like, I want to just like see what it looks like. And then I open it and I look at it and then I'm like, okay, cool. And then I put it back in the box. I'm like, what have I done? Like I can never <laughs> re-gift this now. Like even to a friend that I'd have to explain, like, I swear I didn't use it. I just like wanted to see the shape a little better. I didn't use it. I put it back in the box. And like, I'm not going to sit like, so when you, can't, you can't even open it if you're going to re-gift it. You can't.
1: Yeah, that one just becomes yours. It becomes yours yours now.
0: It's yours. It is now yours.
1: Uh, But yeah, that was my exciting little adventure for the week. (laughs) What's going on with you? I had kind of
0: like a sexy afternoon also. Oh, wow.
1: I I would not describe what happened to me as sexy at all, but I like that you're looping me in with that.
0: Well, it was kind of sexy. So a lot of us have been watching like Escapism TV and I guess Big Mouth, the animated series by Nick. And Andrew Goldberg and Mark Levine, Um, and I'm sorry, I'm there's a I feel bad because I'm forgetting. Oh, and Jen, Jen, Jen is Jen is the fourth creator of uh, of the show. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's neither (laughs) here nor there. Anyways, I think they're like number two on Netflix right now. They're like extremely popular. Everybody's watching this show about you know, cartoon teenagers going through puberty and all of the like fart sex period boner jokes is like all the rage. And I have to say it's like a genius show. It's done so well. It's so funny. It is like perfect escapism TV because it's obsessing over problems that in the scheme of life are very minuscule. But when you're going through them, it's like existential crisis of like what is happening to me and my body. And like, I'm like feel out of control and I have acne and like my armpits are sweating and like, I don't understand what's happening to me. And I don't feel comfortable talking to anybody about it in my life because I'm not a child and I'm also not yet an adult. It's all, it's like a crazy time and it's never been really accurately and, and not even just accurately, but like hilariously captured in such a, such a like specific and very funny way. Anyways, I'm a big fan of the show and I wrote about them for the New Yorker earlier in quarantine. So I got this email from like the Netflix publicist saying we're launching the new season, we're doing like a big mouth meditation. Do you want to join on Zoom? We're going to send you like a little goodie bag. And I it's been a long time since I worked full time at magazines. I don't really get invited to press events that much anymore. Right. So I was so excited to do this because this is so so up my alley. Not only is it a sh- like an animated show that I that I think is really really wonderful, but I love meditations, <laughs> yoga, crystals sound bath bowls and i knew this was going to be like a comedic play on that.
1: So yeah, they this s- is like a great hybrid of your interests. Oh,
0: all my interests like together in one in one thing. And so they sent me the uh, like a goodie bag that i got to my apartment, which was great because that's also what's great about everybody working from home is i was able i would have felt maybe weird in the past being like you know, uh, like should I send it to the office? And I'm like, I don't work in an office anymore. Just send it to my apartment. But now everyone's having stuff sent to their apartment. So it wasn't weird. They sent crystals, a little tiny sound bowl, a like a yoga, a, like a tiny yoga yellow big mouth yoga mat, uh, like a yoga towel, CBD, like bath bomb, which I don't think I can use until I'm not pregnant. Unclear. Um what else? Some lotion. Anyways, it was very fun. I have not been like gifted anything quite a long time, Angela. Very
1: interesting promotional choice though because do any of those things have anything to do with the show?
0: That is a great question. And when I posted this on my Instagram, my friend is like, what? This is such my – well, our my friend that you also know, Mallory, who is like uh-huh. an incredible publicist, like immediately wrote me and was like, I'm very confused from a PR standpoint. Like how did this all come about? Like explain because she – is, like, so good at coming up with, like, great PR ideas. She's, like, why was, like, Big Mouth having, like, a meditate?" I'm very confused. Like, she yeah. just wants to understand from a PR standpoint. She's, like, how is, like, a, you know, a puberty, I forget how she phrased it, like, you know, whatever show, doing meditation. And, like, the yeah, whole like thing was that awkward it's, awkward like, coming of age. Exactly. So <laughs> the whole thing was that it's, like, a stressful time right now. And so it's kind of, like, it's a weird time to be, like promoting any kind of TV show and you kind of have to think outside the box. So they did like their funny meditation, but all the meditation was, it was on zoom and it was just all of the actors in character mm-hmm. doing like a play on what like their kind of vulgar meditation. And they like, for example, it started with a sound bowl and like, it was like Jason Mendoza and Nick Kroll coming on being like, that was so great. I'm I'm, going to do an awful impersonation but like that was so great like I love the way she like stroked the bowls like those hard bowls was like so you know do you know what I mean you get what I'm where I'm I'm going with it and then it was that for like the yoga and the meditation like downward dog like doggy do your doggy style like that it was all her heart or (laughs) her but it was but it's because they're such good not even good they're like genius like some of the best comedic actors and improv uh, like improvisers of our time it was they they can do that kind of like puberty gross right. humor at such a funny heightened level where it's where it's really funny so anyways, that was my afternoon. it was really fun and um I kind of just i really needed that kind of like levity silly humor. <laughs> I'm happy about my crystals i really need I really needed that in my life I really wish that all you don't understand. I worked for like eight to 10 years as a staff writer at magazines. And most press events are like you want to kill yourself. They're not right. They're not fun. They're long. They're all the same. It's like a line of interviews. You go back, you transcribe. And this like, it's just interesting. We're living in this like weird quarantine time. And people have to think outside the box when they want to promote their TV show. And this was such like Fun way to do it. It was just a nice way to spend like an hour of my afternoon, and uh I don't know. I like like hearing people joke about like sex stuff and puberty. That's also fun for me. Yeah.
1: Do you think you'll reuse your big mouth yoga mat?
0: Um, it's like a little small. It's like not the nicest of yoga mats. It wasn't like an aloe yoga mat, but I do think I'll use it, or I might send it to you know our friend Whitney. Her her husband's like obsessed with the show, so maybe I'll send oh, it to them as like, very a nice. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Shipping is shipping's, shipping's expensive. <laughs> don't commit to that while we're recording. Yeah. I don't think he listens to the pot. But <laughs> um, anyways, that was my afternoon. So it was nice. I felt like I was like working and also just having fun.
1: I needed Big, big I needed days for it. both
0: of us. Yeah. Big, big days. Sending vibrators, listening to people talk about vibrators. That was yeah. our afternoon. All right. It is time for us to jump into our mailbox. But first, we're going to take a quick sponsor break. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Squarespace empowers millions of dreamers, makers, and doers. It provides the tools that they need to bring their creative ideas to life. It's an all-in-one platform where you can build a website, claim a domain, sell stuff online, market a brand. You can see your analytics. You can do all kinds of stuff. We've been using Squarespace for a very, very long time I don't know if this is why they call themselves Squarespace Angela, but like a lot of their first templates were like lots of different squares, you know? Oh, maybe that's why. And that that's actually about it. that's actually like my favorite templates. Like all of the like my personal website is just a bunch of squares. I don't know. It's like yeah, Squarespace, I, you just like less drag your squares.
1: Yeah, less is more. Um, yeah, Squarespace is great. Like and I I do think that like the less you know about graphic design like the more simple you should keep your website and it like looks clean and you don't have to worry about getting fancy but they make it easy either way like you go as big or as little as you want
0: also like minimalist websites i think are more in now you know they are they are in like i'll go to a writers like some writers that i admire and like a lot of them are literally like their bios like one sentence whereas i still have my old old bios that are like seven paragraphs but the, their bio will be like one sentence on, when you click their bio and then they have like one other page and it's just like a link to like they don't they don't do the like picture the gallery that the, like they don't do all the all yeah. the tabs that i have like i have and i've i've cut back on my website they, a little bit like i took down my gallery i took down i think video i was like all right i i can't do the whole minimalist website you know i like having all my stuff in one place but I get it. I get the trend.
1: It's, it's the Marie Kondo thing. People are Marie Kondoing their websites, which yeah. I, I aspire towards one day. Um, so when you're building your Squarespace website, uh, they have award-winning design. So whatever you do, minimalism, maximalism, it's going to look great. They have world-class engineering, beautiful templates. Uh, Squarespace has everything you need to create a beautiful and modern website. You start with a design template and then use drag and drop tools to make it your own.
0: Yep, no matter what you do, if you're an architect, a blogger, restaurateur, a coach, I don't know, whatever you do, check out squarespace.com/slash this is for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use our offer code this is why to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash this is Make sure to use offer code this is why to get that 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Angela, what's up in the mailbox? Okay. First up, we have
1: a question from our listener, E. E writes, what do you do when you have well-meaning friends giving you unsolicited advice or criticism or judgment about your life in terms of dating, work, family, everything? How do you balance? How can you set boundaries with friends and make it clear you just need them to be there? What do you do when clearly people are just not in an emotionally mature place to listen slash sit in the discomfort with you, is there a middle ground between walking away from friendships where that toxic pattern keeps happening and staying in the friendship?
0: I love this question. This is a great question. I wish that E had given like a specific example of a friend giving unsolicited advice um, and like what the situation was because it's- It sounds
1: like her friends are just, she says in terms of dating, work, family, everything. So it sounds like her friends are just giving her advice about everything. unasked for.
0: I would kind of give like the same advice that I give to people trying to give advice is I say before you give, and we've said this on the show before, but like before you give somebody advice, ask them, are you looking for somebody to just listen or do you want advice? And that's a great question. It's a great place to start. Some people are just looking to vent and they truly just want somebody to listen to. And this has been a journey that I've had to learn because I don't know where it comes from. Thank God I have this podcast as an outlet because my instinct, Angela, is just to fix everybody's problem. Like I do it even with you. Like you'll tell me about like, you know, what your therapist told you not to ask for a raise at work? And I'm like, no, no, no. Like this is what you're going to do. You're going to like, like, you know, fire the therapist. You're going to like, this is how you're going to go into your boss. And I, maybe you're just trying to tell me that story. And I, I do this with, with a lot of, I do like with Nick and it, and he hates that and he. And I have to I have to kind of pause when I start to kind of see him tense up. And I'm like, oh, he was just looking for me to listen. He's not looking for me to, like, fix his problems. And I just have this instinct in me to just tell everybody. And it comes from a good place where I think, like, I love you. I love Nick. I love my friends in my life. I want them to be happy. And, you know, if they're struggling with something, my instinct is to say, like, well, surely some advice I give, like, you know, will be, you know, not that I necessarily give like the best advice. I mean, I think I get pretty good advice, but like surely whatever I say will put them in like at least a different situation than they're in now, which is like in a place they're not happy, you know, in a place they're struggling. So I would say first, before you walk away from these friendships, kind of think about their intention. Um, There have been situations where I have walked away from friendships. That being said, one was like after, it was like all very kind of like, specific like dark situations like when I had a miscarriage and I was in a really dark place I had like a friend unsolicited you know start to like I'm sure it came from like a good place but I just like could ended the friendship like she was you know telling me it's not a big deal people have miscarriages all the time uh she'll probably have one and it won't be a big deal like snap out of it kind of thing and she I'm sure wasn't trying to be a complete fucking dick face but (laughs) But, like, I'm sure she just wanted her friend to feel better and thought somehow telling me that because something's common that like pain shouldn't be felt i i I really can't comprehend it, but I just could never look at her the same. I haven't talked to her since um, so I understand sometimes like people can just say things that rub you such a long a wrong way that you just can never look at them the same and you need to walk away from that friendship, but in general, when you are telling your friends a problem in your life, I would say i would. St- preface it in the future by saying, I'm not really looking for advice. I just like need to vent and like need you to listen. And hopefully your friends will listen to that. But otherwise, I think when friends are just going to assume that if you're telling them a problem, they that you're looking for suggestions. And unless you say otherwise, you can't really blame your friends, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it's I guess it feels awkward because it's not how people traditionally communicate. Like before you tell a story, prefacing it, prefacing it by saying, like, I'm just going to vent. I don't want you to respond with advice. So it might feel awkward, but if you get into the habit of it, yeah, it might improve your relationship with these friends. But also what Laura touched on is like, some friends are not forever friends. They're not meant to be in your life forever. And as you get older and you realize certain friends start to not make you feel great all the time like if this is a consistent thing with a certain specific friend where they're constantly giving you advice that doesn't feel like it's coming from like a helpful place it sounds like you're, you feel like like you say that they're not willing to sit in the discomfort with you and just like a lot of a lot of stuff that makes it sound like it's making you feel bad i mean that might mean that this is not a forever friend for you this is maybe a friend that you made when you were much younger And you had other things in common with. And as you've gotten older and you've grown in different directions, you have less in common with. And it's always hard to kind of transition out of those friendships.
0: Also, Angela, would you, I mean, not to think the worst, but we don't know anything about E. We don't know anything about the situation. So there's like a lot of unopens, uh, a lot of unknowns in this question. So so E writes that they give a lot of unsolicited advice, criticism, and judgment. So that obviously sounds like on the surface, because I'm hearing about it from E's, point of view that this sounds like, um, like, you know, crappy friends that are always judging you and you're not asking for, for their advice. But I just want to play devil's advocate here because I'm thinking of a very specific situation where like, I have a friend that like drinks a lot and like a lot of friends have tried in the past to kind of like say to her, like, Hey, like, you know, like you got to stop drinking. You just get like blackout and wasted. And like, every time we would go out, this is obviously pre COVID times. We have to like, you know, get you a cab and take you home and it like ruins the night. And like it, 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 that could be seen as like judgment or criticism, but it was like a real problem that like our friends were kind of trying to have an intervention without making it like an official intervention. Like people were like, look, you need to like, you need to cut this out, you know, or you're just like going home with all these guys and having like unprotected sex. And like, that's not safe, you know, like, like it's fine if you are empowered and having, you know, one night stands or whatever, but like, there are things in people's lives where, I don't know, if you're getting a lot of criticism and judgment, it's from a lot of your friends. I don't know if this is the case with E, but I'm I'm curious and wondering if maybe if it, she's hearing about it from, like, everyone in her life, like, does she need to do a little, like, like listening, actually? I'm just throwing that out there. That's valid. I think that that's, that
1: is valid. And I think, like, yeah, I mean… You might agree with – when you really think about it, you might agree with, like, the advice that your friends are giving you. Maybe you just don't like, like, how it's coming out or how they're delivering it. So maybe that's – it's worth having that conversation with your friends. And if they really do care about you, then I think that that can become a dialogue about how they deliver their advice in a way that, that you would be more receptive to. But also, yeah. Listen maybe, to what they're
0: saying. Maybe, maybe she, there's some truth. Who knows? May, maybe. Or maybe she just says toxic friends. It's hard because we don't know anything about E. So but um but but E knows E. So decide which aspect of that e applies to to you. <laughs> to uh, E. To E. Uh, what else we got in the mailbox?
1: Okay. Next this is from Tanya. And Tanya writes, You two uh do a great job talking about therapy and mental wellness. Thank you, Tanya. You were likely a factor in me starting. Wow. Uh, She says, but how do you convince a friend to do the same? I just feel like they shrug me off. Um, This is a good question because I feel like it's so funny when you meet people that are so anti-therapy that you think would benefit from therapy because certain people just really have that chip on their shoulder where they're like maybe they had a bad experience when they were younger and they've just like written it off and they're
0: like, I have a question because Nick is kind of anti-therapy and – And, like, he grew up Catholic like you do. Is there anything about, like, confessionals and, like, Catholicism or am I just making a big leap here?
1: I'm sure for me I didn't have, like, uh, any experiences that I think that I would, like, relate back to that. But I'm sure for some people they're they're, – they feel judged maybe. Maybe they opened up in confession and, and felt like they were being a bad person or something.
0: Or maybe they just had a bad experience in therapy. Like, I don't know count you know counselors in school are like can be considered a form of therapy and like those like i did not have good experiences with like yeah, counselors no. in school and i've had like good therapists and i've had really bad ones like my mom had this like psychotherapist when i was growing up who like gave her advice on how to like basically like punish us and it was like any book you read now would tell you not to do that and that it's like like toxic for and, and like like just like not great ways to, to, to like parent and do consequences. Yeah. So I don't know. So I, I'm, it's like a shock that I'm, you know, love my therapist so much and find it so helpful considering like a, a kind of convoluted history, I guess you could say, but I don't know. I don't think you can really like convince anybody. I think you could just tell people about your own experience and then, you know, offer it up to them. If you have somebody struggling, you can you can like suggest it some people really like just don't find it comfortable nick explains that he like his therapy's like through his art which i can't like completely understand cuz i'm like sometimes you just like need advice or you need someone to ask questions you like your brain doesn't even think to ask itself
1: but yeah or you just need to like we were talking about before just vent
0: right with exactly our first like
1: exactly. you just need to have like verbal diarrhea to an unbiased professional
0: yeah but I mean everybody's judging everybody like yeah it's true of course your therapist is judging you like some your therapist might think you're a good person or a bad person like that's gonna happen but like a good th- yeah a they're good not therapist gonna see past that right a
1: professional therapist is not going to like make judgments in their I mean yeah you don't you can't control what goes on in their head but it's not it shouldn't be affecting like how they interact with you and the advice or whatever the guidance that they give you but, um, yeah, I would say, like, I always compare finding a therapist is like dating. I think there's, like, a lot of good dating comparisons. So, like, I always say if you went on a bad date, you wouldn't necessarily just stop dating forever. You would just keep dating till you find the right person. And I kind of feel that way about, like, having had a bad experience in therapy. Uh, I think it's good that I had a good experience early on so I knew what I was looking for. When I had a bad one, I like kept going and kept the faith. Uh, so yeah, I would I would compare it to that. You don't stop dating just because of a bad date.
0: Yeah, but don't try to. Yeah, you can't really convince anybody of anything. So
1: yeah, share, uh, but I agree. Share your You're own like, experience. I try and share my own experience with people in my life who I wish would go to therapy and share the positives that it's brought to me.
0: Uh, if any of you want your listener questions answered, email us at contact. This is why dot com. Please be concise, paragraph or less. And honestly, you can DM us also on our personal for questions or on our. Uh, I find it easier if you just do it on the This Is Why the Podcast Instagram um, cause like it just doesn't get lost in my my Instagrams for my friends. But um, you can ask us about truly anything dating friends work, parents. Um, And you can find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhythepodcast.com. Next, we're going to talk about what we've been reading in the news. But first, let's thank our sponsors. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Coors Light. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? These days, everything is go, go, go. You know, can't stop the hustle, Angela. (laughs) Oh yeah. Can't stop hustling. Every day I'm hustling. No, but really, if you really want to chill, Coors Light, they're all about the chill life. They're all about the chill can. It's like you chill out with your chill can. And when I what I'm talking about by a chill can, it's not just talking about putting it in the refrigerator. I'm talking about the can changes colors when it's at the perfect temperature. So it's very fun. It's a fun. So you're like, look, my, my can is chill and I feel chill. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't des- know. That, that's, that's their thing.
1: Despite there being a lot of anxiety this year, there's also a lot of downtime. So while you're chilling, why not crack open a beer and stare at the can and watch all the fun magic happen when uh, the temperature changes? So yeah, there's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill. That's cores Light, the mountains on the bottles and cans. Turn blue when your beer is cold. We're, we're very fascinated by this. The way uh, when, the, when the mountains turn blue, you always know when it's time to chill, when the mountains are blue. When you need to hit
0: reset, just open
1: a Coors Light. It's Mountain Cold Refreshment made to chill.
0: It's very cool. Coors Light is the one that we say you can choose when you need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light. In the new look, delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. That's good. I mean, I don't know about you, Angela, but I don't go grocery shopping in person. So I'm all about that delivery life right now. Big fan of Drizzly. Yes. Uh, So always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We'd like to thank our sponsor, the podcast Hot Take. If you think climate change is too intimidating or scary or depressing to talk about, you might find the Hot Take podcast pretty refreshing. It's hosted by Mary Anaise Hegler and Amy Westerfelt. Hot take is about the climate story, all the ways we're talking and not talking about it, and how that conversation influences everything from politics to your favorite Netflix series. Which this is all really interesting to me, Angela, because I I pay attention to the to the news. I know about things, but I don't actually. If I actually think about it, like I don't know all the details of what's going on politically with climate change. It's like exhausting to keep keep up with. It's like the laws are changing. There's you know this thing's happening, then that thing's happening. And it's like, yeah, I know climate change is bad. I want to fix it. But this podcast can like inform you in a way that you, you might think you're informed, but this does it on a deeper level.
1: Yeah. Sometimes we just we're on news overload because so many important things are happening right now. So it's nice to have like a deep dive on one specific issue that you're interested in.
0: That's what I was trying to say. And you said it much better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, let, I let you warm me up. Okay, good. Uh, but yeah, they're so about the podcast, their conversations with journalists and thinkers like Rihanna Gunn Wright, Eric Holt Haas, Kate Aronoff, David Wallace Wells, and more shift effortlet- effortlessly. Effortlessly. Like effortlessly. Yeah. We got
0: each other's back. We're warming each other up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> From climate anxiety to F bombs, critical analysis of race, gender, and climate to dad jokes. If you're looking for a climate show where people talk like humans, process real emotions, have an honest conversation about how climate change intersects with race, class, and gender, and literally everything, and who's really to blame, complete with air horns, love that. Hot take is for you.
0: I mean, I love anything that teaches me things and has dad jokes. So you kind of can't go wrong. Yes, this is the podcast for us, and hopefully it will be for you too. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Angela, what have you been reading this week?
1: So I have been reading all about uh, – I'm obsessed with reading about the coronavirus vaccine because I want to know when this hell will be over. Um, so I already, I took the little, I don't know if you saw the quiz. I think it was in the New York times. You, you fill out all your information to see when in line you are to get the
0: vaccine. I did see that. I didn't even fill it out because it seemed so obvious that I would be getting it very much last. Like I am not a hospital medical worker. I'm not old. I'm not, I'm, and I am most definitely not an essential worker. I am the most non-essential person too and I I don't help anybody or anything. Same. I will my... see
1: you at the back of the line. So
0: because, why did same... you, need, you didn't need to fill out some quiz to find out that you're like that you're thirty know. that you're thirty years old and that like you can stay home if you want.
1: Well, it and gives that you, you would the be like exact the very number last. or you know an estimate an estimated number of how many people are in front of you in line in like
0: everyone your, your county we we're the we're the only people that are behind us are like children and pregnant women who are not allowed to have the vaccine because they weren't included in the trials.
1: I was joking with my friends. So they show like a little illustration of where you are physically in line and they label all the people in front of you. And then like in the illustration, there were people behind me, but they're not labeled. And I was like, I think I'm literally last. And they just didn't want me to feel bad. So they were just like, oh, yeah, there's like these guys behind you. But they were they were fake. Yeah, um, it's people that like really nice the New York
0: times have the vaccine.
1: Right. So, anyway, speaking of the vaccine, so I was reading in the New York Times today about how the Trump administration actually passed when uh, Pfizer over the summer they tried to sell the U.S. more vaccine doses, and uh, the Trump administration passed on that. And now I know it's here easy we are. because we
0: hate Trump. I know it's like easy to be mad at them for this, and but I just want to throw out a hypothetical because if anything. Trump, and I hate Trump more than anybody, but he did want the vaccine to come out and he wanted the trials to end early because he but thought it would help I him don't with the underst- election. I, think I he don't just understand made him, why he did that. He must have just made like a bad bet on which one was going to like be the best one first because for everything I hate about Trump, like he definitely wanted a vaccine, if anything, like what I was worried about was he was trying to push a vaccine before the trials were actually ready and we knew it was going to be safe. And I was like, I'm not trusting a you know, if a vaccine comes out before the election, like like political reasons, I don't trust it. But like, but you know, luckily all the companies were like, no, we're going to finish our trials. Thank you very much. And I'm so excited for the vaccine now. Um, and can't wait for my parents (laughs) to take it so they can come see their grandchild. And I can't wait to take it in April as soon as I give birth. Um, that looks like when I'll be able to get it is Well, when you and I, pretty much everyone yeah. that doesn't matter, can get it in April.
1: Um, Which is starting to give me a, the slightest glimmer of hope that my wedding can happen in June. But also I'm not, you know, now, putting all my eggs in that a basket. That's
0: soon, I think. Because it's going to still take a long time for everybody to get in, to kick in, and people are going to wait. But I was, I can tell you, I was like, maybe a September vacation, like in Europe somewhere. <laughs> right. It's possible. I know. We're, we're, I know, we're it's, thinking
1: We probably have like the shittiest date because we're right on the cusp of like when it will be acceptable yeah. to start doing things again. But, but anyway. I know, I know
0: it's easy. I know there's like news story. It's like easy to hate Trump for this. But like it's confusing because he wanted the, if anything, like he wanted a vaccine out before the election, which didn't happen.
1: Well, from everything I've read now, it's like the vaccines, you know, it sounds like they will work. But the issue now will be distributing them and having enough uh, to go around, which could have possibly been prevented if Trump hadn't passed on the um, the Pfizer offer over the summer. So um, the reason for that is that basically
0: um, it's sold to other the vaccine, countries, right?
1: Well, it's a two-dose treatment, so it says that that means that 100 million doses is enough to vaccinate only 50 million people. Um, it's expected to receive authorization for emergency use in the U.S. as soon as uh, this weekend. We're recording this in December. Uh, and then then Moderna will also likely be approved, whatever. But yeah, part of it, um, it's not all going to the U.S. right away. No, They're sending yeah. it off okay. to other countries. Which is uh, good. But it's Trump like, is, you know,
0: it's yeah, good for the whole but, world and all that stuff.
1: Well, Trump is trying to prevent that because he kind of screwed up passing over the offer of the summer. Uh, he now is supposed to sign an executive order tomorrow. Again, we're recording this in December where he says it will ensure that the United States government prioritizes getting the vaccine to American citizens before sending it to other nations. Okay, So we will see about that.
0: We will see. We, we will see. see. I've been reading something a lot more... Fru -fru frou I guess you could say. We need both. We need the dark and the light. So this is page six. Ariana Grande gifted Katy Perry's baby a $710 Givenchy snowsuit. So I have a baby. I'm not getting any $700 snowsuits. I don't even think I want a $700 snowsuit. Not I don't think. I don't. Like, that's, that's too much. Do I want a cute gift? Yes. But I... I'm not – I, like – my kid's not wearing, like, a Burberry sweatshirt. You know, they make, like, little kid Burberry. Like, I would feel like a fucking asshole. Like, I'm not – I wouldn't little do kids, that.
1: they grow so quickly. How many times could that child possibly wear this snowsuit?
0: Don't get me wrong. I buy – I spend way too – more than I need to on clothes for Rilo. And I buy, like, you know, a lot of, like, funky – either, like lo- – I, I shop, like, a lo- I'm big on shopping local – so I buy from, like, all these, like, local little boutiques and, like, rent's expensive and the clothes are expensive, whatever, you know. But it's, like, I mi- I mix that in with, like, the, the, like, the Zara baby stuff, which is, like, right very reasonably priced. But this is, like, Givenchy and, like, designers on another level. And, like, I would just feel like an asshole. But, I mean, if you're Katy Perry, you're the only person that can, like, get away with that because you're, like, fashionable, blah, blah, blah. So uh, apparently Perry did what the most popular thing on the internet is to do in an unboxing. And she like unboxed this in an Instagram story um, and wrote like, ILY, you know, Illy, I love you, Ariana Grande. And like Ariana Grande wrote, you know, in her note, like, Katie and Orlando, congrats. I adore you both. Love Ariana. And um, I didn't know they were friends, but that's, nice to know Yeah, Uh, I guess Ariana Grande works with Givenchy she's she is yeah so she's been like working with them for a while she was the face of Givenchy since 2019 so I don't know she probably didn't even pay for it she probably got it for free exactly Um, which is better is it Angela I don't know
1: I mean celebrities are always the last people that need things for free but always get them for free which always upsets me
0: Um, but, but I guess when you're like a celebrity and other celebrities send you gifts, you can't just like, like, like if you sent me a gift, I don't, I would text you and be like, oh my God, thanks, Angela. I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't post like a story about it. It feels like showy, but I guess when you're, when you're like a celebrity, the, the right thing, like the thing you're supposed to do is you're not, you don't like quietly accept a gift from Beyonce. You like publicly accept a gift from Beyonce. So Katy Perry, like, you know, on went on our Instagram to like show off the floral arrangement from Beyonce and like Taylor Swift made a sweet handmade blanket because, of course, that's something like Taylor Swift does. She does like thoughtful yeah. handmade gifts. But I just think it's so funny that you don't just like text Taylor Swift and be like, girl, this was so thoughtful. You like show it off. And I'm like, what's the purpose of that? Just do, do you think that like Katy Perry is showing it off publicly? I mean, I think it's fun. I like love the spectacle of it. But is Katy Perry doing it publicly to be like, "Look at all these famous friends I have?" Or is like Taylor Swift and Beyonce expecting her to do it and Katy Perry knows that and that's why she's doing the public thank you? Like, what's the deal with the public thank you because I would feel like a dick if I'm like showing off every gift I would get on on my stories and I don't have that many followers because I'm private now.
1: Right. Well, I wonder if What's the Katy psychology? Perry... I I think that it's probably, don't you think it's all orchestrated by like PR people anyway? Slash maybe Katy Perry just wants to be like, look at all my famous friends. See, Taylor Swift doesn't hate me anymore. Um, I I
0: mean, I think like at the end of the day, it is kind of a win-win for everybody. Like Katy Perry looks like she's, you know, likable again because she's had some beefs with people. And so it makes her look like, look, I'm like, I have so many friends. I have so many famous friends. And then the famous people like it. Because they publicly look like really nice people that remember and send thoughtful gifts when people have babies. So, like, Taylor Swift loves – it's, like, great PR for Taylor Swift that she makes, like, handmade blankets. Same with Beyonce. Like, of course, she sends, like, a gorgeous floral arrangement. She's, like, you know, has the best eye for that type of stuff. And so I think maybe it's, like, a win-win for both. They, like, both end up looking good. Whereas, like, normal people, you just kind of look like you're showing off all your presents.
1: It's, it reminds me a little bit of like – so right now there's like the viral trend of celebrities posting photos of themselves like with something photoshopped on their shoulder. Like like Elizabeth Banks posted Tom Hanks on her shoulder and it was like Hanks on a banks. Can you And explain then Reese Witherspoon that? has explain like it Grease on a Reese. And I love people on the internet are like, don't you people get enough attention? Are you guys like starred for attention right now so you have to do this? Like we, we don't have red carpets so we have to fucking have Grease on a Reese. Um, that's kind of what Katy Perry's Instagram stories remind me of. Like, don't you guys get enough attention? Do you need this? Do you need to do this?
0: But I like knowing what, like, famous people get. get. So, I mean, I want – I like that they do it, but I also, like, hate that they do it. I'm like, why do you do it? What's the psychology behind it? What's your motive? But also I'm, like, secretly, I guess, kind of curious. It's funny. I had – um, remember remember Cameron, my ex, Cameron, who's, like, a screenwriter? Yes, yeah. He posted – I don't know some male celebrity on his shoulder in a story today, and I was just so confused because I'm not like up on the internet all the time and didn't even know that this was like a trend going on. Like you noticed, it's a I, was, thing. I was like, "What is Cameron?" I'm confused, and it was like some red carpet picture of him, and he. Uh, and I was like, "What?" And I just like kept scrolling and didn't think twice about it. And now that you've told me it's a celebrity thing, I'm like, "What? He's not famous. Why is he?" Are non-famous people doing this too? No,
1: not really. But I
0: did notice some people that I were like,
1: you're a little C-list to be doing this. So maybe it's going to trickle down.
0: I mean, he's not even C-list. He's like a normal person. Like a normal – but I mean, he's like a normal nice guy. I really like him. Maybe he's just good at
1: Photoshop. I like him. He wanted to show off his Photoshop skills.
0: I guess. I don't know. Confused. Very confused. Anyways, I thought that was a fun story. Now we're going to dive into the topic of the week.
1: This week's topic is the power of the group chat. I'm a big fan of having a group chat. I have one that has been going for like, I think maybe a decade at this point, um, it's seven people, which is pushing the limits, I think, for what's what's good for a comfortable group chat. But
0: Is this like um, the power of having friends? Is that kind of the gist? The power of having friends. But it's but different. It's the group it's chat. It's
1: different because it's like having your friends in your pocket at all times, which I like. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like, we, we answered our question from our listener, E, earlier up top where she was kind of having a toxic situation with her friends being too much in her life. So- that's that's the one end of the coin, but we're going to talk – or the one side of the coin, but we're going to talk about the positive side today.
0: Yeah, I want to get your take, and then I'll tell you my take.
1: So I know that some people have, like, love-hate with the group chat, uh, like, because if you walk – you know, if you have the kind of chat where you walk away from your phone, and then you have a million messages, and you can't keep up, and you get lost, and you feel, like, stressed chat. about the group chat.
0: Chat FOMO. Chat FOMO. That's or, not or the people, best. Or people feel like you're, like, not participating, and then they get kind of, like, oh, does she think she's too good for for the group chat? She like never participates or she, oh, she's, so, oh, excuse me. She's so busy. She can never like respond to our inside jokes. Like, I don't know. I get like in my head about that.
1: See, and I've been on both sides of it because I have been that person that's like, where where are they in the group chat? Where did they go? Do they not care about us anymore? But also the, the group chat should be a pure thing. You shouldn't put pressure on people. It should just be like there when you want it. And you can opt out at any time. That's, like, the best version of the group chat. But it's true. There are there are group chat politics that sometimes you have to wait through. Um, but uh, for me, I think I've always felt this way. But especially now in 2020, it has helped me feel connected to people while I'm, like, physically sort of disconnected. And, uh, like I said, my chat's been going for years. And I love to pull it out, like, when I'm in a stressful situation, like if I'm going into a job interview or if I'm stalled on the subway or something, I think it's so nice that I can just like pull out my phone and there is a conversation happening about like any number of fun topics that I can delve right into. I I call it brunch in my pocket and I think everybody should have a little brunch in their pocket.
0: I think that's fun. When, was it, what was it like I messaged you about something and you were like, oh my god, you're like, you told me this, like, right after my group chat. Was it, like, when Biden won or was it something like that where, like, I told you some I don't big remember. news? Either I See, broke, but what's funny I is, broke so, it to you or maybe somebody in your group chat did. Like, sometimes I feel like I'm not a part of your group chat because we're, like, a one-on-one friendship. Right. And so I don't want to, like, compete with your group chat. Like, I so can, what's funny I'm, is... But I'm not really jealous of your group chat, though, because it's just, like, a different Well, it's
1: separate thing. groups. Separate groups. So... The way I like have a healthy relationship with my group chat is we actually, I hate Facebook, but we use Facebook Messenger for our chat and I have notifications turned off. So it's not annoying to me. It's not like I keep getting pinged. We just kind of have this like thing where I can like opt into it when I want to. But when there's big news like Biden winning or even just like making plans, we say we can't do it in that chat. We have to do it through text. So it's like we have different channels for important news versus just like the all day combo that's going
0: so the group chats that have been like really beneficial and helpful in my life or when I've been at like kind of turning points in my life most recently motherhood I got in, like a group chat with a bunch of moms and we would just like message each other about anything and everything like rashes and like colds and sleep and cribs and like toys we were using and like someone would send a picture of like their baby asleep with a book like oh my God, he fell asleep with the book. Like, should I leave the book in there? It's like, he gonna like gouge his <laughs> eye out. And we're like, you can leave the book. It's fine. Like he See, can- See, sometimes the group chat is quicker than Google. Yeah, he can like sleep with the book. I mean, honestly, I trust it more than Google. Google's like a hot mess of misinformation and like yeah. conflicting advice. Like sometimes you just want like like, I don't know, somebody that you know's opinion on what's worked for them. And like sometimes hearing that is better than some like expert sleep trainer. Like, I just want to know what my friend Emma's been doing. So I have found it so helpful. On the other hand, when quarantine first started and like the coronavirus took over, I didn't really have, I kind of like lost, like my girl group kind of fell apart. Like there was one girl that like there was one fight within our group. And because of that, like they're no longer friends. So like our whole kind of like group, girl, quote unquote group, just like fell apart. So now it's more like one-on-one friends. So I didn't have any kind of group chat or really girl group. I just had like a lot of like one-on-one friends. So I could text friends and be like, oh, this is crazy, right? But what I really needed was like a group chat. So I asked my friend Katie. I'm like, hey, I'm feeling really isolated and alone. Like I don't have anyone to talk about like what's going on. I'm just like sitting here in my house with my husband and my son. I know I'm like looking at the news and I'm not talking to any friends. I don't even like know what's going on in people's lives other than like Instagram and she's like, oh, let me add you to my group chat of like my girl group, my girl group. And I like knew some did, of them. Did from- you know the people in the group chat? Some of them, and like I've met some of them, and I like some of them. This chat was so not for me at all. Like oh, I no. was so See, conf- you got to find the right one. I was so confused by what half of them were talking about. They would say like like crazy misinformation and like shit that was so batshit. That I would just oh, get no. so furious. I, I can't even think of, like, what an example was. I don't know. And then they would, and then, you know, I saw, like, midway, you know, when it, everything was shut down, they were, like, hanging out, no mask in the park. I was, like, thank God I left that group chat because, spoiler alert, at some point I was, like, this is not helping me. I'm, like, I don't even understand the jargon that they're using. They, some of them have very strong opinions that I femininely disagree with I this is like so not for me and I, this is not a supportive fun group chat that I'm finding I would rather be isolated than like a part of this psychotic group chat so I like quietly left I don't even think I said anything I just was like I was like and like leave chat <laughs> and uh, I left <laughs> so, and, and I've never been happier but but I do kind of miss but then like some chats peter off like the mom group chat it's kind of gone quiet like people kind of got the hang of motherhood a little bit by the time like their kids are two and like the other day someone wrote like hey anybody have like suggestions for like rainy day projects like I'm totally out of ideas which is a great question something that would have maybe been asked like a year ago but I think everyone at this point was like I don't know like just like I can figure it out <laughs> like
1: like like <laughs> no
0: like and like there's like 10 people in the chat and nobody wrote back to her and I felt really bad but like I was like, I was like excited about our rainy day. And I was like, oh, we'll do some art. We'll do some Play-Doh. I'll play some music and we'll dance in the living room. We'll look at the window at the rain. Then maybe we'll watch a movie. Like I had like, it was just so obvious to me, like all the different things we can right. do. We'll try a puzzle. We'll play some piano. Like we'll just like literally go from like, like toy theme to toy theme to toy theme. And like that I was like, I don't know, like I how to tell you that like like I guess I could have but I could have been like look (laughs) out the window listen to music dance like so I just didn't write back and then nobody wrote back and then I think I feel like that was like a breaking point where people were like oh like this is not people are not excited to give advice anymore (laughs) like they've just like (laughs) figure it out you know kind of thing the
1: group chat is dead
0: it's gotten kind of dead yeah the group chat's gotten dead it's like not, it's not alive anymore. And it makes me kind of sad. So now I'm not really in any group chat, but, um, anyways, that's my experience with the group chat. I've had some positives at the beginning of motherhood. I've had some negatives by like joining group chat with friends that were not my besties. And then I, and then my positive group chats kind of like a dead chat now. Um, and then like, same with my building, like all the moms in my building were on a chat and it was lovely. And then like a bunch of them moved out. And I had to be in. Tr- I like was like okay. I need to do the awkward thing of like starting a new one with the people that still live here. You know, right? So then I like literally just labeled it like the mama's still here, and like just started <laughs> a new one. And then one of those moms left, and I was like, "Can I just kick you out of this?" Tr- <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. But you have. <laughs> but set- if it's about building updates, I know. I need to find Maybe. a new group chat, Angela, because it is. It's like it's nice to just have that kind of go to, like you said, combo in your pocket. So I don't know. I guess I could try to start one with like new moms, but it's just not the same in a pandemic. Like we're not going to be like meeting up in the park and all that bullshit. That was so. Lovely. I actually
1: I found because you know we always like to back up the things we say with a little little science, little psychology. You know, from a quick Google and um, inverse dot They had an article about. Is that trustworthy? About,
0: I've never heard of them. I
1: don't know Inverse.com. You're, you're saying we're backing it up, but like what, what, is am that say, what am I about to say? What i about to say. Is pretty obvious anyway but so they had this article that said group chats are surprisingly good for your self esteem Um, and there was like a study published in the international journal of human computer interactions which is a thing and they delved into group chats and what they found was that it can be a positive in your life basically if the group chat is with people who you already have like existing real life connections with so it's, like, it will enhance your already, like, real-life connection. But if it's with a bunch of strangers, like, you kind of had in your friend's chat, then it won't always be the most positive experience. Like, that they kind fun. of,
0: yeah. It, see, it seems obvious, but, like, it's not really because you might think, like, oh, it's like a pen pal situation. Like, you get to know people, which you kind of have to do in the pandemic. But, yeah, it's not it's not that helpful. This is really inspiring me to just, like like – Get some group chats going. Um, All right, Pick pick the best of the best. Real quick, Angela, tell us some, like, group chat etiquette before we wrap up here.
1: Okay, some quick etiquette. I mentioned some of it. I I have my notifications turned off so that I don't start to resent the group chat um, because, really, there's, like I said, we have the rule where nothing important happens in the group chat. If it's important, we have to do a text outside of the group chat. Uh, So I'm not missing anything crazy if I – if I don't check it for a you few hours. Do you have to hours. do
0: it through a group chat text?
1: So we are, are, I mean, everybody can do it differently for us. We use Facebook Messenger for just like the all day, like sending funny links back and forth and just like talking about dumb stuff. Um, but then like if we're like actually making a plan back in the days when there were plans like, hey, everybody, we're going to go to brunch on Saturday, then that has to be through a text outside of the but Facebook
0: Messenger. But it's the Messenger. same group. It's just a group But text. it's the same group.
1: Yes, but I'll actually get a notification and it won't be, like, just part of all the noise happening and, like, getting lost behind, like, links and stuff.
0: I kind of like that. All right. What else? What else, Etiquette, real quick?
1: um, Real quick, I would say don't have arguments in the group chat. Uh, This is, like, pretty standard advice. It's never good to argue through text. Uh, It's good to argue in person. Stuff can get overly heated because you can't hear people's tone and just not a good idea. Um, I would say if, if you are in a group chat where you're sharing news and links and stuff, especially about coronavirus, it can get overwhelming. You can feel like you're an overload that happened to me at the beginning of the pandemic. So it's okay to step away and let everyone know that you need to step away. Um, also, and then this is, oh, keep your number. I think keep your group chat small. Don't go like to 20 people because that will be insane and you can't have real conversations.
0: Wait, can I tell you, this kind of reminds me, well, can I tell you? I just remembered one more. I am a part of like another kind of group chat that is really only about coordinating, coordinating like Zoom catch-ups with like a bunch of people <laughs> I used to work with at magazine. That sounds like a nightmare. And then they keep getting rescheduled. But anyways, one got re- was getting rescheduled, and I was like, oh well, I like all right. Since we're not going to meet tonight, I like want to tell you guys before I like you know whatever posted on Instagram. I didn't say that. I was just like, I want to tell you that I'm like pregnant again, and I pushed send two seconds after somebody else texted that their dad, no, that their mom had cancer. Oh so no. It, and like, and someone else at the same time is writing that like their parent was sick. So It was like, my parents sick, like cancer. I'm pregnant and like that is a group chat fucking nightmare that is when group chats are the like I wanted to die I was like well I'm an asshole and so then it was like oh my god I'm so sorry congratulations I'm sorry I was like uh, leave me alone it's the second baby yeah, it's fine yeah. like uh, that actually
1: that's okay that's one that I didn't think of but it reminds me of good advice so this wasn't your fault in this case yeah. but with etiquette always read up before you say anything new because there's definitely been situations like that in my group chat where it's like oh, my dad's in the hospital, but then the person doesn't read up and they respond to something from an hour ago and they're like, yeah, I love Katy Perry. <laughs> like, my dad is sick.
0: See, that's why those should be separate though. Like the dad's sick right. should be in the text. And so it's not really that person's fault that's like he I loves Katy Perry.
1: Depends on the tone of your group chat, but I would just say if you can, read up. Read read the whole thing. Catch up on all the news with your friends before you respond.
0: And on that note, that is it for this week's This Is Why podcast. Hope you can hear me eating popcorn in the background. I'm pregnant. I can't go an hour without snacks. Um, check out our book, This Is Why You're Single, my new book, Cinderella on the Glass Ceiling and Other Feminist Fairy Tales. they will give you lots of laughs in the new year. Both books are available wherever you find books, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, but we very much encourage you buying them from your local bookstores. And yeah.
1: And, yeah, you can also get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors for a full list of sponsors and the codes. You can check out our podcast page on thisiswhyatthepodcast.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at thisiswhypodcast. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show.
0: Bye. Bye. This is why, this is why, pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why, the podcast. That was a HeadGum Podcast.